In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the perfect vegetarian diet. This is a very big topic and that's probably why there's not much out there. So make sure you go through it a couple of times and if there's stuff that's missed out, it's just because this would be a two hour podcast if I went through every detail in relation to diet. But if there's any additional information you need, feel free to leave a comment in the comment box. First question in relation to vegetarianism and diet is protein. That's the thing that you're probably gonna get asked most often if you are a vegetarian. How do you get your protein? Vegetarian protein is not good enough, all of that kind of stuff. So firstly, it's a myth that vegetarian protein is not good enough. There's plenty of athletes who are vegans and vegetarians and they perform um, exceptionally well. Uh, Djokovic is a great example of that. Whatever your dietary choice is, whether you're meat eater or vegetarian, there, there's no um, this is better than that. It's a very polarizing topic when people are in one camp or the other. They have very strong opinions on it and they, they would die on that hill. The main thing is that you do what's right for you. If you want to be vegetarian, good for you. If you don't, good for you too. You should just live and let live. All right, so the amounts that you need is basically two times your kilogram in body weight. And so the, the assumption is that that's very high and you only need that if you're a, a bodybuilder. But looking at legitimate resources like the American Association for Sports Medicine, um, they recommend for vegetarians and vegans to have two times kilograms of body weight. So if you're a 75 kilogram male, which is the average body weight for a male in, in this country, then you're looking at 150 grams of protein. Now that is a lot of protein and I don't know many people, probably one in a hundred, who are having that much protein as a vegetarian. And I think that's what's leading to a lot of the problems which is centralized obesity, belly fat, um, and struggling in the gym, not making any progress. So how can you up your protein intake? If you need 150 grams, I will write out a diet plan in the description box below so you can get 150 grams, which is what I get in a day. It's definitely possible as a vegetarian. You may need to supplement and you may need to think about protein and not just eat um, ad libum, which is eat whenever you want, whatever you want. But essentially, if you're looking at 150 grams, you want around 40 grams per meal, so 4, 8, 12, and then, and then supplementation or 3, 6, 9, so you get, you get around 100 grams from your real food and then you could look at supplementation to add on the rest that you need. But real food is where the majority of your protein should come from. So what real foods have high protein? Uh, my go-tos are things like smoothies with oats, um, and nut butter like almond butter, which is slightly higher in protein than peanut butter. Others options are seeds, like pumpkin seeds are a great one, also has protein. Everything has protein, even a banana has a gram of protein. It's just about trying to keep the ratios of protein up in relation to carbohydrates, not having too many carbs. Other good sources of protein, there's obviously tofu, soya, and uh, there's a misconception that soya raises estrogen and it's, it's gonna give you man boobs and impotence, but I've, I've looked at the studies in depth and there's no evidence to support moderate soya consumption, which is one serving per day having any adverse effects. Dairy-based stuff is is good. Paneer, like if, you're, if you like your Indian food, then I have a friend of mine who's on a keto diet. He eats paneer every day and he's lost something like 20, 20 kg. So you think it's high fat, but it's actually high protein, low carbohydrate. So all to do with insulin and when you're looking at when you're looking at fat gain. But without getting too complex and too much into the biochemistry, let's just focus on what are the good sources. Other sources like greens are great as well, not just for protein, but also for gut bacteria. And if you have good gut bacteria, you're gonna be leaner, you're gonna be stronger, you're gonna feel more energetic and all of that stuff matters. So don't forget your greens. You should be eating a little bit each day. If there was a pill that could do what greens do, we would be eating it every day. A little bit of broccoli, a little bit of spinach, um, kale, 
Uh, those are great for energy boosting, gut bacteria, foliage, for fiber, and also for um, protein as well. Even things like Weetabix, one stick of Weetabix has four grams of protein. So if you're having three, which is what I used to have, four, eight, 12 plus milk, you're looking at 20 grams with just milk and without adding anything else like nuts and seeds. Hopefully that helps in terms of getting 30 to 40 grams. We'll give you some ideas of some constituents which should be in each of your meals. Next question on protein, I often get asked apart from how much and how do you get it is the best supplements. So for me, I like protein bars and that is merely just simply for convenience. I never got into mixing one of those whey protein shakes with milk or pea protein powder or any other type with milk and just enjoying that process. So I never got into that, don't like the taste and so it, it, it doesn't work for me. There's been a few protein shakes like Multipower which are already pre, kind of pre mixed and you just buy them and drink them and, and those I thought find are, are good for taste um, plus the health benefits. Personally I choose protein bars and I've tried about a dozen different types. At the moment I'm having the USN one which is like a protein brownie. There's um, Quest to do delicious protein cookies which are very very low in sugar um, and are great for diabetics and th that's, that's probably my favorite option. And there's also PhD, which produce plant-based ones. So if you can't have whey, then PhD um, have some great uh, protein bars as well. Now, some people don't like protein bars because they have some sugars. But for me, I have it after the gym. I will take it with me or I'll take it to work. And if I can't access good food, I've always got that protein bar, which is protein is, is the nutrient that keeps you satiated the most uh, compared to fats and carbohydrates. So if you have a source of protein, you're going to be less um, likely to binge on pizza and carby stuff so it's it's cost benefit for me and it works for me it's very convenient take it to work or take it to the gym and then you don't have to mix anything you don't have to take milk with you, you don't have to worry about cross-contamination disinfecting your hands you can just open the wrapper eat out of the wrapper and, and you're done within a couple of seconds I will add links to those protein uh, bars in the description box so hopefully you can find one that works for you it is a bit of trial and error to find what works for you the second protein supplement that I have to get right into what the most common questions are going to be is um, uh, BCAAs. This is something that I've recently included and I have it in pill form because I already have supplements which I'm going to go into detail on for different things. And so BCAAs having an additional supplement is easy for me rather than mixing a drink. Next question is considerations related to protein. My, a very good friend of mine, my one of my best friends, uh, said, oh, your weight doesn't sit really well with me. What else can I have? So there's pea protein. There's lots of alternatives that you can have. Um, Soya-based proteins. See what works for you. See what what makes you feel good the next day. So my one of the things I have, which we'll go into, um, is a Sky Yogurt, which is in a pouch. Again, I don't have to worry about a spoon or disinfecting my hands, any of that kind of stuff. I can just open the lid and, and drink it. So that's really convenient. I'll have one of those a day. It's got 20 grams of protein. It's cheap, I think it's 75 pence. It's very convenient, which is the main thing. And I also feel great the next day. I feel strong, I feel, get a sense of how the supplement is making you feel the next day. So go based on that as opposed to anything else. Reviews are great um, as an indicator, but it is very individual. So just because something's working for everyone else doesn't mean it's gonna work for you. Try it out. If you feel better from it, stick with it. If you don't, just discard it because the, these things are very expensive or they can be when you add them all up. 
Next topic, hopefully that helps in terms of protein. Next topic is carbohydrates. Now this is a common one, and I think the biggest tip that I can give to anybody in relation to carbohydrates is just stop eating out. If you stop eating out, you will fix your problem with carbohydrates and binging. If you look at things like Pizza Hut, um, Tesco's, the, the kinds of foods that you're gonna get are gonna be very high in carbohydrates, and it's gonna get you hooked. It's going to be very difficult to get out of that pattern if you start getting comfortable and building a routine around eating out. So I'm guilty of this because I, I live away from home sometimes for work. And so I will have something from the shops. And so it can be a bit cobby at times. But it, with everything, it's a cost benefit. So I'll tell you what I have, which is, is not the kind of pre-made food that they, they sell because that is just full of junk and they just want to make it tasty but also they're not considering things like salt levels or blood pressure which is where uh, all Indians are at risk of and things like protein content versus carbohydrate and sugar content so predisposing us to or affecting our insulin levels and potentially impacting on our uh, likelihood of getting things like type 2 diabetes so diet is, is really important for health and you're not going to get what you need from diet from eating out so it, have it as a treat, maybe once a week, you go somewhere where you enjoy pizza or whatever you like to enjoy, but 90% of the time you want your diet to be fueling your body. And this is key. So this, this one tip is really key and it's, it's stuck with me and it's helped a few people that I've spoken to about this. So if you think of your body as a car um, and you were given this car in, in let's say school, your parents bought you a car in, in high school, which in the UK you've complete at 16. So you've got this Ferrari or Maserati or whatever, Aston Martin or whatever car you really like at 16. And your parents say to you, you're only ever going to get this one car. Now, how well would you look after that car? If it was me personally, I would, I would do my best to make sure I don't scratch it or I don't curve, hit the curve with the alloys and I, I don't drive it conservatively because I want to make sure I'd get the most mileage out of it and it doesn't break down. But with our bodies, we don't do the same consideration. We do all-nighters, we, we don't uh, maintain good relationships with people, and I'm guilty of this um, as much as anybody else. And we eat what's convenient and not what's good, not what's good f fuel for us. So imagine you had this Ferrari and you were putting vegetable oil in it, very soon you'll start to get problems in the engine and it would affect performance and the body is the same way so if you think of your body as a Ferrari that you, and you only have this body there's no part exchange here then it's really important to look after it and put the best fuel in it put the best food, food in it that you can afford um, so on that note stop eating out and it will fix 90% of, of the problems around carbohydrates and, and uh, sugars and, and junk so that's that's or limit it as much as you can. I do eat out on occasion, but try and limit it as much as you can because your body will remember what you do most of the time. It doesn't matter if you're good one day and bad the other six days. Um, the one good day will get cancelled out by the other six. If you're good six days and you have one day to not have to think about what you're putting into your body, then it's not going to have too much of a detrimental effect. It's only 56 days out of 365. Okay, so next point is with the Indian diet and, and the Gurdwaras, like as much as they have been a lifesaver for me, I think the, the langar is not really conducive to this type of distribution of macros. So we want high protein, high fat of good fats and low carbohydrates. But if we look at langar, we've got things like um, deg prashad, which is, which is very high sugar. 
And then we've got things like laddus, uh, mitte, chol, kheer in the langar. And those are very high sugar, very high carbohydrate, very low protein. So maybe we need to rethink um, the langar. And I get that Gudwari want the sangha to come. They want it to be an enjoyable process and enjoyable experience for the family. So they have all this delicious, tasty food, which is amazing. And the system has worked for centuries. But maybe if we look at other gudwari, like Darbar Sahib for example, you'll usually only have kheer or something sweet on a special occasion apart from the dig. Um, so that will be during, you'll have roti and dal and sukhi roti and dal and, and that's usually what you get um, at many gudwari in India. And that kind of simple diet is very difficult to get obese off that kind of diet. Um, and with adequate protein supplementation you would have a, a generally a very um, good physique or uh, good enough without this kind of centralized obesity without this gyanni dead without this like big difficulty breathing and exercising and all this kind of stuff so i think w we as a community need to try and make small improvements and um and the good one is probably something that we're not doing every day so maybe let's start at home and then eventually we can try and um, improve reduce the amounts of sweets that have been giving out given out of the gudwara and um, and that in itself will make a massive difference to our health um, just that one change of reducing the amount of sweets that we have outside of the gudwara which is which is where we spend the majority of the time is the most important and with that sweets like you know laddu matiai chocolates crisps biscuits like don't buy it if you buy it and it's in your house then you're going to eat it when you're hungry you're going to go to the thing that's already prepared and is convenient and quick so the the key to not eating junk is to uh, not have it in your sight and out of sight out of mind um, it works for me it works for a lot of people and that that really helps somewhat and again if you're going to have it maybe limit it to one day when you go out or you go to see your parents or, or something like that you could have something at someone's house where you know they have, they tend to have a lot of biscuits and, and snacks and that kind of stuff but try not to have it in your house as much as possible um, that that's not a problem that I really experience too much so it'd be hypocritical for me to say um, this one solution will fix that problem for you my wife Darshankor, um, she she has a sweet tooth and she likes to come down um, after putting the kids to bed and have something have something snacky and so if you have that emotional connection with food, with food, which we all do, then maybe look for a better option. So for me, if I feel like something sweet, I will usually have a protein bar which has a sweet element in it. So try and go for the better option, if there is one, in the thing that you like. Um, if you want like, may, if you want a dessert, maybe you could have yogurt, frozen yogurt or something like that. Um, so something lower in sugar than the, the thing you're having now and it will improve your health. Hopefully that isn't not too condescending and that advice helps. Um, I think that's the considerations with carbohydrates. It's, it's worth looking into protein more so than carbohydrates. So if with the people I've spoken to who are in good shape as vegetarians, they usually try and keep a track of how much protein they're eating. If you're eating enough protein, you're not really going to have that much space to eat. Um, junk so even for a week or two it's worth downloading an app like MyFitnessPal if you get a general idea of the types of um, carbohydrates proteins and fat you're intaking and put in your goal weight then it will tell you what you should be taking and then you couldn't try and modify your diet accordingly I 
have been focusing on diet for many years, maybe 20 years, and I've never actually consistently used my fitness power, but I've used it for the purpose of this this podcast. And I know numerous people, bodybuilders, very, very um, fit and healthy people um, who have their diet down to a T, who use it, who use it uh, to good effect. So it's a good free option that's out there. And um, and that may be something that I need to look into for the future. So the next last topic we're going to talk about today in terms of supplements, uh, someone told me Ashwagandha, a supplement that they have found benefit with. But I'm going to talk about the essentials, which I think everyone should be having uh, at this time with the stuff that's going on in the world, um, which I'm not going to mention. But vitamin D is is very pertinent. I've in my trust in the hospital I work at, even on the trust kind of guidance, um, they're recommending vitamin D supplementation. There's more and more studies which are showing uh, potential impact. And one study, which was actually on the Joe Rogan show he quoted, was related to ITU stays, so intensive care units. And only, I think, 3 or 4% of inpatients with coronavirus had adequate levels of vitamin D. So it's, there's no harm in supplementing it. Um, that's why the NHS generally recommend it. With Asians, there's some consideration. So South Asians, like myself, if you have brown skin, you're going to produce less vitamin D from the sunlight. So you need to have a higher dosage than Caucasians, um, white people. And you, th- there's also, you're at higher risk of the aforementioned virus as well. So it's worth making sure your levels are, are correct. Now, what are the correct levels? I have 10,000 international units, um, which is the highest dose that you can buy without a prescription. Now, some people w- would say that's high to have. Listening again to the Joe Rogan podcast, there was a, a functional medicine doctor who was having something like 160,000 units, uh, international units uh, a week. And I thought, wow, that's incredibly high. I'm having 70,000. And... Um, he, he said to Joe Rogan, why is that high? And Joe Rogan said, I don't know. And, and so he, what, he brought up a very good point, which is it, with supplements, it's very individual. Your uptake might be great and your levels might normalize with a very low dose, like 4,000 international units. But it may be the case that even with 70,000, which is what I'm having, your, your levels are still low. So there needs to be some objective measurement of that, which isn't something that we really do in the UK. But if you're in another country where... You can, six, on a six-month basis, get your vitamin D levels checked. Then it's worth it, especially with what's happening in the world. And generally with, with bone health, um, with aches and pains, it's probably the most common issue that I see is a vitamin D deficiency. So so if you don't want like achy knees and achy back, then do make sure that your vitamin D levels are good. You do need some vitamin C, I believe, to absorb vitamin D. So maybe have um, an orange a day. The next supplement is really important to talk about is omega-3. Now, omega-3 is in the vegetarian diet via things like flax seeds, but it's the ratio that it's an issue. So the, the good ratio should be around one to four of omega-3 to omega-6. But with a vegetarian diet, due to things like oils, vegetable oils, it's around one to 20. And that can increase our risk of heart disease. So it's really important to um, counteract this risk by having a source of pure omega-3 without any omega-6. And the only vegetarian source of that is algae oil. You can pick some up via the description box below, or if you want to just source your, find your own source, you can look on Amazon and type in vegan omega-3 and you'll get a list and you can pick from anyone that you prefer. My kids have been having omega-3 for many years as well as myself. 
and there's lots of evidence um, or perhaps not strong evidence but there's lots of evidence for certain conditions um, and the benefits of omega-3 in those conditions so with a lot of my patients I, re I recommend omega-3 and personally I've noticed a reduction in inflammation which is great for um, improvements in, in recovery in relation to training intense training so it's one that I would recommend to, to most people as well so have a look at the benefits of omega-3 try it out again like with all of these things see if it works for you and that's it. That's our whistle stop tour of nutrition for vegetarians. That's the key things that I wanted to talk about. There's other things like multivitamins that you can take, creatine, which there's evidence based for. If you, if even if you don't train, there is some evidence based for creatine improving brain function. So those are other essential um, vitamins and minerals that you can you can um, supplement with. Um, there's there's beetroot juice which I drink and I've noticed that it reduces my blood pressure so I recommend that there's there's a, lots of things that we can talk about in the context of nutrition but the key elements is try and alter the constitution of your food by increasing the amount of protein and reducing the amount of carbohydrates and look at some key supplements one most likely will be protein another most likely will be vitamin d and the third most may perhaps be omega-3 hope that helps let me know what you think in the comment box below if you found value in this video please do like share and subscribe